0: Hi! Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Synchronicity Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And we are super excited. We're kind of revamped the podcast. So if you're an OG, thanks for sticking in there. If you're new, welcome to the wild ride. (laughs) It's fun though. It is. It's great. We uh, pretty much talk about all sorts of things from wounds to what is currently happening in the world talk about a lot of things. It's
1: kind of a random podcast made by two people that have heavy Gemini in their charts. So just buckle up and um, enjoy the ride. If you hate it, see you later. If you love it, like, subscribe, stay tuned because we've got a lot coming at you. Absolutely.
0: we are so excited to have you on our podcast and we'd love for you to introduce yourself to our audience. And once again, thank you for coming on the show. You have really taken on the world of epigenetics. I found you on Instagram and I just like had to talk to you and invite you onto the podcast, but, um, here she is and we're excited to have her. Yeah. so
2: much. Yeah. Baby. Thanks, Nicole and Megan. Super excited um, <laughs> to be on here and for you all to give me this opportunity and get to learn a little bit more about you and, and you both better as well. I wish I had a more interesting background um, or a story to give, but you know, essentially I remember always being interested in biology since I've been a little girl. I wanted to be a veterinarian actually um <laughs> born and raised small town ohio uh, north of dayton and ended up coming to lexington kentucky to attend university of, of kentucky and again go more of that like large even equine veterinary route which looking back seems a little odd and switched to more general biology molecular biology uh, biochemistry and um was actually looking to become a genetic counselor but uh graduated, took a position right after in Nicholasville, Kentucky, a little bit south of Lexington at a really integrative pharmacy. So that's when my whole world changed because I was introduced to this longevity cash pay integrative functional medicine space. And we really pioneered the peptide world which is a whole entire uh you know another conversation but also created uh some educational platforms like the international peptide society um ended up selling that business a couple years ago and then created true diagnostic and have been basically employee number one and growing this company for the the past three years so it's been very challenging definitely still in that startup phase but all very fun that's awesome. Uh, we're right there with your startup. too. But <laughs>
0: congratulations on congratulations on, you know, being a part of something that is really on the forefront. And, you know, you are like in real time, you're like a real, real time biohacker, right? Because you get to actually look at it on a biological scale and be like, oh, this is working, you know, and obviously we can talk about the peptide world, but like that is you can see it, right? You're actually you have actual physical proof that it exists.
2: Right. Absolutely. That's actually why like We didn't know we were creating True Diagnostic, but we wanted a way to measure the effectiveness uh, Mm -hmm. of the Peptides because obviously they're very unregulated, not necessarily controlled. The FDA wants to see a lot of more of that objective data. So we're like, oh, well, let's measure aging, prove that these peptides are reversing that number one risk factor being, you know, age, um, and get some data out there on that. And, uh, you know, FDA wasn't probably as receptive as we would want them to be. So just kind of, again, ended up separating from that space and, uh, creating the company as, um, a way to, like you said, get more N of one precision-based medicine studies and, It's funny that you mentioned we're living in it real time because uh, a lot of the staff here at True Diagnostic, including myself, are uh, the controls for the samples because we need a certain number of controls. So we're testing our sample like weekly, essentially. So we can kind of do those little uh, self-experimentations.
0: That's cool.
1: So Mm -hmm. we've actually never had anybody talk about epigenetics on our podcast. So if you could just explain what that is very shortly, because people might be like, what huh. is happening? I'm just, yes. yeah,
2: you'd be better to explain it than I am. Absolutely. I'll even back up a little bit and just talk about biological age, right? Yeah. Um, Biological age is this idea of we're aging at a cellular level, unlike mm-hmm. our chronological age, which is defined by our birth date, number of candles are blowing out on on that cake every year. And it's important that a biological age has been created because chronological age is not a good biomarker, right? Mm-hmm. If we look at how old we are chronologically, we know people who look a lot older, yes. <laughs> people who look a lot younger, yes. right? Yeah. People so that's, always yeah. we're in
1: our twenties. Like yeah. people meet me and go, are you like 24? I'm like, no, I'm 32. Like Yeah.
2: Yeah. But that's great. I mean, that, yeah. that's correlated with biological aging, how you actually physically look. So, um, you know, being in the medical space, that's kind of the term of phenotypic variation. So researchers are saying, okay, something's happening happening at the molecular level, right? Mm-hmm. And even way back in the day, they used to measure biological age by how many cigarettes you smoked, which is like <laughs> really crude, <laughs> right? I had no idea that. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. So there are all these ways to measure biological age. Um, what we've really found uh, basically like 10 years ago, I mean, this is really, really new science, is the Best way as of right now um, looks to be by looking at those epigenetic methylation markers for reporting out on biological age. So to answer your question, epigenetics, epi is a Greek prefix. It means above. So we're kind of looking on top of the genome. Um, Yeah. What's, what's modifying that kind of like the software um, compared to the hardware, your genetics of a computer. I love that. I love that, that you connected those two.
1: Okay. And this is so interesting because I was literally having this conversation with other, uh, people in this industry that are kind of uh, what I call awake and like stepping out from mainstream um, that are, you know, maybe meditating, but they're looking at what they're eating and what they're putting in their bodies and, you know, um, supplements that are healthy and not going the traditional route. Everybody looks younger. That's doing it. I'm like, yeah. that that's, there's a theme <laughs> And people that are awakening to what's actually happening and realizing that there's more to being a human than what people have originally thought, they all look young. Mm-hmm. It's a theme. I'm like, everybody looks at least five years, if not 10 years younger than their actual chronological age. So this is, I love this I love yeah. this entire thing
2: definitively and i what i spend most of my day-to-day doing is speaking with healthcare providers again yeah. integrative functional holistic preventative whatever you'd like to call it medical space alternative um and really um i will tell you right now i've done more report reviews than at least for true diagnostic biological age testing than anyone else in the world and um the people who are doing the lifestyle factors correctly, yeah. right. They're living just like a simple life. Yep. They're eating whole foods, organic foods. They're low yep. stress. They're mm-hmm. in tune with, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, they have yeah. the best biological aging. It's not yeah. the people who are taking a million supplements, a hundred medications, right. Seizural based therapies. It really is baseline lifestyle factors.
1: Now I would also love at some point to partner with you guys and see because I just had this happen. We went down and did ayahuasca and somebody saw me before that. And then they just saw me literally two nights ago. And she's like, You you look younger. And I'm like, <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so really I'm cool. curious if also psychedelics are because you're dealing with, you know, trauma on a DNA level and things like that. So it's gotta be alleviating stress. It's got because you become more spiritual, more in tune with your emotions, more aware of your surroundings, um, more empathetic, more aware. And I'm curious, that's got to be a factor. So I'm also, I think getting, and I know it's already involved at some point, but getting more involved, like having you guys come like hook people up before (laughs) they go down and do ayahuasca and then like two or three months after, And see what's happening because something is happening on a biological level. I've seen it in us. I've seen it in our clients. And it's like, something's going on. Right. Yeah. Something's going on. And it's (laughs) it's fun that you can even connect that into science, right? Because you can't... you I can I can say I have a theory on it, but I can't prove it. Um, but you would, you know, yeah. people like you would be able to do that. And that's just I love I just love all of this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. It's really combining that subjective information with the objective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like what are we actually feeling? We know we know something's happening, but if we're able to identify that at molecular level, um, can we go a little bit deeper? Can we find information about timing or, or dosing, you know, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with iOS in yeah, the absolutely. process, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, what's the optimal uh, setting or, or surroundings, right? Mm-hmm. So not to get too much into the science, but yeah, we really, we have about 30 clinical trials going on at any given time. And the interventional ones are my favorite because we can do a baseline, we can do a therapy, we can retest afterwards. And not only are we looking at reversal and a lot of those biological age algorithms or outcomes, mm-hmm. but In total, we measure about 1.2 million epigenetic markers, and we can look at little individual ones. So we call those differentiated methylated regions or DMRs. So we can look at your data and say, oh, wow, the mechanism of action by which this process worked, it has to do with, you know, downregulating stress genes, right? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Or other specific ones, like who knows what it's actually happening on the molecular level. And we can actually do that now with the testing. Oh, that's my gosh. Let's do this. Let's do this.
0: I'm like, what do we have to do? Who wants to volunteer? You You can can, hook me up. I will gladly be
1: a control. (laughs) Yeah. How cool would that be? I mean, it's
0: something's happening, but to actually figure it out. Well, and no one's talking about that on a molecular level, right? Right. Everyone's like, oh, I have this this spiritual awakening, or I've like Mm. processed all this trauma and whatever, right? And like, so many people are like, yeah, but. I don't know. That's kind of like, what if I don't have that experience? Right. So, if you're actually being able to test it in real time and have data to say, oh, look at this genetic marker that actually shifted and you can see it in real time shift, Mm -hmm. holy cow, that's amazing.
1: But I mean, something has to be happening on a molecular level because it's like, I came back from ayahuasca and like, I'm not afraid of public speaking. I'm not afraid of, I don't even have a stress response.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: it's our, it's, it's completely changed my relationship with stress. It's like nothing stresses me out anymore because of what I faced down there. I was like, yeah. wow, if I, so it's, I would just love to know, because think about what, I mean, that that's endless possibilities. If you yeah. can get somebody past fear, stress responses, like high beta weight, all, I mean, literally hacking might be, the code how you stop aging because i know Uh, cortisol is oh and this girl looked at me and she was just like i you don't even look like the same person i was like really
2: well i I need whatever you had because i'm always stressed out (laughs) 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 but essentially you're right i'm gonna hold on to that um little little spark you said there, the glucocorticoid receptor elements in in cortisol. So a lot of these clocks, the positions that are included in in them by clocks, I mean, biological age, clocks, aging, Mm -hmm. what markers we're actually looking at. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of those are on glucocorticoid receptor elements. So we know directly that stress impacts, and we can even see correlation with like blood-based values, uh, plasma, Uh, cortisol levels and accelerated aging. So, uh, one of the studies I really like is they actually did this with what's probably really weak compared to the experience you all went through. And, um, Ayahuasca treatments in general, but they just kind of did a relaxation response um, mm-hmm. in like a hospital setting. Mm-hmm. And then we're said to go home and do that same thing, which, um, from my understanding and what the study said, it was basically just putting on headphones, listening to music, doing a couple of mm-hmm. breathing exercises. And they saw reversal in age related outcomes and mm-hmm. those age bio clocks. So there has to be something. And I think with ayahuasca and in this entire field, and maybe some people thinking it's still, you know, taboo, right? If mm-hmm. we can prove to them from a scientific level, then there's the evidence, right? It's a no-brainer at that point, right, right? You're literally changing, you're changing genes in real time. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's
1: it's it's so fascinating. It, it is, but it's you know, it's amazing to me, and this proves to me like mass consciousness and things like that. Because how is this all happening at the same time? Like you're creating a company yeah. that can prove what our company is coming at, saying like the it it, it it's you can't even explain that. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, how in the heck is this all happening at the same time? And they're, everybody has their piece of it, but it, it's also just, and they're saying that, right. That people are going to live to be like a hundred, we're probably going to live to be like 130 our generation mm-hmm. because of things like epigenetics and stuff like that. We're starting to hack being human. Right. Yeah. And if we're not stressed out and we don't have, you know, all of these stresses and all of this, you know, trauma and pain and suffering, people will live
0: longer. Right. Well, and you're, you're, you guys are approaching it from the scientific level. We're, we're approaching this from a, um, like philosophical psycho psychology, right? Like we come at it from psychology, you're coming at it from science and we come together and both branches of science are saying, Hey, let's like, let's be friends. Let's, let's help people actually process this stuff and actually become a better, not only biological human, but a psychological human connected more into, you know, mind, body, and spirit.
1: But it's quantum physics. Yeah. It's literally mm-hmm. quantum physics. It's so it really, cool.
2: that's, that's where the collaboration piece comes in. Right. Yeah. Um, we are extremely collaborative, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, if we weren't, why are we doing what we're right. doing in the first place? Agreed. So, um, there's a lot of like proprietary algorithms. I call it like the black market epigenetic space for lack of a better term. But, um, I, I really believe that if you aren't sharing data, you're not really living up to the true potential because everyone has to see a piece of the pie. Everyone has to benefit. I mean, we don't have to go full, full communists here, but, um, you do have to share experiences to understand what's going on. And what's really awesome about the, uh, epigenome or, or methylome. So that specific, you know, kind of process and part of our body, um, is that it's very, very specific to that one person, right? So that's why this testing is really useful in a lot of the nf one precision-based medicine testing, kind of the before and after, because we can even look at stuff on a interventional Group level or, or treatment level, but I was even talking with Dr. Jeffrey Bland, kind of the father of functional medicine, on this. He says epigenetics just proves the need for individuality more in treatment plans because even though we understand it may work in a group setting, there are still going to be very, very, very specific changes that happen to to one single person too. And again, that's where we can go in with a more specific protocol in your case. I love that. I love the
0: functional aspect of individual because even when you break it down, like no one. No one. Every we're all living through our own lens, right? We're all experiencing life at a different, like our own, what we could say, rose-colored glasses, right? And so it is so true because, like, we even in the very beginning, we had a very structured coaching program about two and a half years ago, and now it's evolved into this. Like, wow, we really have to like customize this because not everyone has the same background, not everyone has the same trauma, not everyone can relate to this. Not, re- you know, and so being able to. See you, personalize it on such a level of being like, okay, like maybe we just really got to work through a certain aspect in your life. That's like crippling you Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can't move through that. Well, let's look at that. Right. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned this because, you know, I've always kind of said this about the Western medicine approach. It's like, let's just like test all seven drugs and see if one sticks well, mm-hmm. that doesn't really, you know, like <laughs> that's a really awkward, weird way of process of elimination. Right. Right. And, um, and so often, you know, our, our Western medicine doctors are very burnout. They see so many patients every day, it's not customized. And these individuals are slipping through the cracks when in reality, it's really potentially could just be that person needed a hug. Maybe they just needed mm-hmm. to talk yeah. about something, right. You know, and it's, yeah. it's getting down to, um, you know, not competing and collaborating because, That is how we're going to evolve as humanity.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It takes too long, too, right? The process of elimination. Um, and it's just (laughs) you're uh, dead before (laughs) Yeah, it can't can't be good for your health either, right? Right. Like, let me put you on this new really hard core medication for two months. Oh, and then let me take it off of you and just try another one, right? Your I mean your body's not even Getting have it doesn't even have enough time to like recycle that original medication. So the really good thing about the epigenetic markers too is that um, yes, they are changeable, they are malleable, but they are also um, like rigid enough to pick up things that are happening around you. So your your environment, right? I mean. We can even look at your epigenetics and really tell you where you live based on your zip code. It's crazy. Um, wow. Yeah, I tell you if your you know mom smoked, if your grandmother smoked, um, if they pick up toxic loads like DDT when they use DDT to treat malaria. Right, DDT oh. actually causes obesity. So at the yeah. time they were like, it's good. It treats malaria. Give everyone DDT. Well, fifty years later, we're having an obesity epidemic, which is probably has something to do with like that toxic environment. Right. Um, so it all plays a role. Um, and again, that's where you get into the really crazy idea. Um, the scientific term is epigenetic transgenerational inheritance, which is a mouthful. Um, and Dr. Michael Skinner at Washington state university really specializes in that. And when I heard him speak last year about this, um, I mean, I was scared. (laughs) It really scared the crap out of me.
0: (laughs) Well, that's really fascinating because then that even can go into like the blue zones and stuff like you can actually Mm -hmm. go in and start because, you know, I used to live in Loma Linda and when I moved back to Colorado, I could actually like, I could feel a difference. Yeah. Because culturally it's so different. Like Sundays, Sundays in Loma Linda, no one is outside, like everyone's outside and no one there or with their family. There is no, nothing is open. You have to go over a city to get to your groceries or get whatever you need, but that entire city shuts down and yeah. it's very disciplined, very family oriented. They have um like city wise, they're very specific on what is allowed in and out on based on city ordinance. Like um, you know, lights out at nine o'clock. I know it sounds like very controlled, but it's, they even have it down to the point where only certain grocery stores that provide certain produce are allowed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so tight niched. but yet it's, it's a blue zone. And the lifestyle there is so different than when you go somewhere else. Um, yeah. so it'd be like, you know, I know I've read like the book, the blue zone, and I know in Netflix right now they're doing a blue mm-hmm. zone thing. Um, and it it comes up, right. They talk about these seven zones of the world. It'd be fascinating. And I'm sure, you know, somewhere along the line, you guys might study that, but genetics of it, but you know, it's, it's looking at the difference, right. And being like, wow, what do these people have that we don't have?
2: And how do we biohack our life to them (laughs) kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. No, I I've, I've heard, um, intricacies of that way of life. And when I think my friend went around the same area and said the same thing about Sundays. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, that's crazy. I mean, you know, uh, love football Sundays, you know, relaxing on the couch, uh, did that this past weekend, but a lot of times it is like running errands. Am I ready for the week? Right. Just thinking ahead, thinking ahead when we really just need to live in the moment. So you're absolutely right. They've even tested the longevity, the epigenetics in a lot of those blue zones. And, um, Weirdly enough, obviously we don't recommend alcohol for optimizing your epigenetics. A lot of the Mediterranean and some of the blues and um, places, they drink a lot of wine, right? And they're like, well, mm-hmm. why can these people live longer and drink wine? And we don't recommend it for like people in the United States. And they truly think it's because of the tight-knit group, right? Like the community, the closeness, the quality of those relationships have so much value in terms of your longevity. And again, don't get me wrong. There's a huge genetic component. It's not only epigenetic. So of course, if you have parents, grandparents, ancestry, people who live to be over a hundred in your, um, genetic family, then of course you're have an increased chance of living longer as well, but there's a lot of epigenetic modification and lifestyle factors, um, that we can resonate with as to why they may live that long as well. So
1: Dr. Joe Dispenza did a really crazy, um, study on red wine that wasn't American because it didn't have the sulfates and all the chemicals mm-hmm. and stuff in it. And he, oh gosh, I'll have to send you the yeah. research on it because it was nuts because it actually stimulates happiness in the brain. He was talking and he broke it down chemically and I can't. Yeah. Right it now. was all gut chemicals, but they it was gut, gut chemicals the gut com- and gut it chemicals. causes happy chemicals in to release in the gut. Right. And the gut is the really the first brain because, you know, it makes most of our serotonin, but anyway, won't get in too far into that, but it was great because he loved red wine and he was like, I don't know why I can <laughs> drink red wine in Greece and it makes me happy. And I tried to drink it in America and it like makes me feel like I have it's a headache and I want to die. Yeah, But I've had the same experience. When I go to Europe, I'll have wine and it's like, I I feel more alive. I feel more lively. And then I'll have a, a two sips of a glass of wine here and the chemicals and everything in it. I don't yeah. feel good. So I just don't drink here. And uh, there's something to that. It's, um, but also the food and everything, the pH and the soil in Europe, all all of like where the grapes are coming from. Uh,
0: They're probably cultivated with more love. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I'm also (laughs) curious, what's the craziest epigenetic um, study that you've done and you've seen and you were just like, oh my gosh, this is wild. I can't even believe that I'm seeing this on
2: paper. Uh. Oh, What's the craziest one that I've seen have to, you know, in terms of, Again, I think just uh reversal that I've seen subjectively. There was like one patient um actually who had awful biological aging. So this is subjective, then I can go objective. But um, I mean, faster aging, higher um mitotic clock, meaning increased cancer rates, like everything was just off the chart. Um and if you want to really compare our lifestyle to <laughs> European lifestyle, he was, you know, business owner, CEO, venture mm-hmm. capitalist guy. Um, mm-hmm. he actually took the test because his wife was a nurse practitioner with us. Um and To be honest, I, I remember reviewing his results, but you know, didn't think too much of it, do that on a daily basis with so many people. He comes back to me, um, like two and a half years later and, and says, Hannah, can I please review my results? And I mean, we stayed in touch via email a little bit and I guided him on what I thought a a good treatment strategy would be. He reversed all of his metrics. He actually quit his job. Yeah. He quit his job, um, was more of like a board member, um, you know, uh, they had a couple children um in the past year's complete dietary change obviously lowering stress levels um and uh it was uh yeah phenomenal lowered those cancer levels as well the the cancer risk kind of assessment tool um so he's like my one proof of concept i want them to do a presentation or do a case study. I'm like begging her. Um, but again, she just had another child. So she's super busy right now. Um, so when I get asked, like, what is the most profound, like case study that you've seen, um, that one, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you put in the work, you are going to get the results. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty dramatic, right? That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's
0: amazing. Cause you know, it also has like You know, they talk about how high like our cancer rate is right now, and like, you know, gut cancer and heart cancer or like, you know, lung cancer and all these, all these things. Right. And like, yes, it very much, like you said earlier, could be on a 50 years ago, what happened in our genetics and like all this stuff. But it also goes to show that we do have control of our lifestyle that we can change in real time. We just take some discipline and awareness to be able to shift it, which, is so crazy because like, here you are working on a epigenetic, like geonode level. And we sit here and we work on a level where we're saying, okay, so like, these are lifestyle changes. We're the one we help bring awareness to them. There's so many people that come to us that are just have so much burnout or like their relationships are a mess, or they don't know how to communicate. And yet we're like, okay, well, you have to be aware of it first. Yeah. Because yeah. so many people have no idea because they inherit it from their parents. They inherited right. it, you know, from two generations back. Oh, well, that's how my family was supposed to be. And like, you know, behaviorally, this is genetic, genetically passed, right? Like how I eat, yeah. how I live, how I function. Um, it's just so cool how like both of these, like, I'm, I'm so nerding out right now, how uh. both of these like pathways are so important Um, and just like the healing of like the body and the soul. Well, but
1: there's a reason monks never get sick. Yeah, it's true. Mm
0: -hmm. And that, that should tell you
1: a lot. They have no stress. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, but that's also the spiritual, like, how is this? Yeah. But, but, but also, you know, people need to be so much more cognizant of the fact that like what you're doing affects generations after you so it shouldn't just be like oh this doctor told me to take this pill it's like no no what are the repercussions of doing these things because they affect generations it's not just that's what's crazy about epigenetics you're actually seeing that in real time is that you know the choices I make and my literally my womb health passes to my children's children so anything that I'm taking or doing is either serving them or hindering them right and that's wild to think about because if generations before didn't they never even thought about that but
0: it was like what hannah had said about like the um i might be wrong ddt or is it dtt Mm -hmm. ddt on like the the roundup right like the fact that you can actually see that yeah is like oh my god like wow like, wow,
2: maybe I shouldn't wear these lemon pants anymore. <laughs> and again, they weren't, they weren't meaning to have yeah. any bad implication. Right. No, I mean, same no. thing we do. We're just like our, you know, when we have our, when we need to treat and listen to it, like our inner child, like our parents didn't like mean to cause right. like trauma right, or anything, right, right. It's just like right. how life is. So you can't blame right. your parents either. You just have to like deal with it. <laughs> right. and it, no, it sucks. But again, you have to be aware. And, um, no I I think it's fascinating and and Michael Skinner um kind of while we're on that subject in his work what's really scary is with like the environmental policy changes they have never done a generational pol- uh policy change it's only been on a specific generation that is like that we're currently in right now right so right. um US has never made any of those policies obviously Europe is way quick to change almost a little bit too quick where Michael yeah. <laughs> Dr. Skinner is like okay we, you know we still need to look at this we still need to make um Conscience. you know a uh, a judgment here but uh yeah i think that was the biggest change um kind of subjectively objectively what what comes to mind to answer the the question is um you know there's probably two um low dose lithium is one of them it's becoming you know really popular in the anti aging space and longevity space so just like lithium orate really small doses one to five milligrams. Some people even knew 10 milligrams like once daily. Um, And they actually started looking at that first in patients with bipolar disorder. So um, they saw that low dose lithium and these biological age clocks were actually reduced um, after the patients with bipolar disorder and other mental uh, disabilities took that uh, medication. So it's actually being used really, really, really low doses um, in the longevity world.
0: Wow. That's fascinating. That's really interesting. Um, So when you break down lithium, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's a salt-based molecule, correct? Like mm-hmm. it's a salt-based mm-hmm. product. Okay. And so like that could potentially even go into uh, when you're thinking about it, is it a deficiency within the body that mm-hmm. a body has, you know, had for, yeah, it's a mineral deficiency where they're able right. to actually stimulate these, you know, mineral, be- I mean, there's lots of mineral deposits and, you know, we're built of minerals, right? Like we've got bone mm-hmm. bones and calcium and folic acid and all this stuff. And so, um, that's really fascinating because it is like, it's a salt base. And, uh, we work. Megan's a holistic nutritionist by like her day trade. And so many people don't consume like enough potassium and salt. And right. they think that just drinking regular water is okay. And it's like, it's really, that's really Amazing, like that the there's stuff that is actually coming yeah. out where it's actually like mineral bite-based therapy. Like, yes, it's mm-hmm. still, you know, a pharmaceutical or whatever it is. I don't, you know, a medicine that was used. But I listened to a podcast. Um, I had been some time ago, and this girl was talking about that she actually was diagnosed with bipolar, she was put on lithium. And she went to a holistic nutrition or a holistic, um, DO, a doctor of mm-hmm. osteopath. And they actually told her that she had a severe salt deficiency and that's what cured her bio or her, um, bipolar, because she was actually so heavily imbalanced in her body that that lithium that she was on for, I think she had said she was on it for about eight months. It actually rebalanced all of her minerals in her body, which is, that's really fascinating to, there you go. to see that it's <laughs> happening. It's re, you know, re coming back up in the, the, um, from a biohacking perspective and, you know, on a, on a mineral level. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really what we are. We're just a whole bunch of
1: minerals, (laughs) but but it goes back to the pH in the soil. We, we, we don't live with one with nature anymore. We're so Mm -hmm. deprived, you know, right. It's it's a thing. It's
0: yeah. Um, Hannah, I would love, we mentioned kind of earlier when we were just like chit-chatting before you guys did a, um, clinical trial. I think I want to say that was correct with a ketamine clinic. Mm -hmm. Now, Megan and I have not worked in ketamine, but we do have many people that have been on the podcast that speak very highly of ketamine Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, what, what breakthroughs they had with that. But I would love to hear kind of what you guys saw with the use of ketamine on, you know, an epigenetic level on a biological level, um, just kind of like overall what you saw and, um, kind of what you see for the future of where this is going you know, kind of yeah. blending and bridging these worlds together between psychedelics and epigenetics.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So this is a, a study we did with a company called Wild Health, and and they're massive um, healthcare company. I think they just had a an acquisition or or something recently too in the past year. Um, but they're really changing the way of of medicine. It's it's very personalized, um, but they kind of have this other section of their, their company they do for therapy, right. They do a lot of, um, assisted psychotherapy and, um, forgive my ignorance if these terms mm-hmm. here. I may not mm-hmm. getting them all correct. Um, but really they wanted to look at if they take the patients through this journey, um, where they're you know, going to do sessions beforehand, even during, even afterwards. So it's very, very specific. Someone is there walking you through it, right. You're not just going into the clinic, getting a ketamine infusion and then kind of leaving, you're really digging deep. Um, and what we saw with that was really good correlations with a lot of the biological age outcomes and, and reductions, but kind of what I hinted at earlier with looking at the individual loci or specific methylation positions, the differentiated methylated regions, what we noticed is it worked on a lot of those, uh, stressor and trauma related genes. So we saw certain genes, um, you know, related to stress be turned on or turned off, depending on which kind of pathway we wanted them to go down and same for those trauma related genes too. So not only was it working on like a reversal at the aging level, which makes sense because if we do reduce stress, reduce trauma, or again, process that it's going to have a positive effect. Um, But we even saw down to the molecular level, um, the mechanism of action, we may know why ketamine is actually working. Um, And I think that's what is so significant is we know these things work, but we we still need to find the why. Um, and then are there, again, better protocols forward? Are there better settings? Well, what if you change X, Y, Z? What kind of outcome do we get? So yeah, that was absolutely fascinating. I think we may be doing a follow-up Um that's, what's always really cool about these studies too, is yes, we get the baseline. We kind of get information that we hypothesized, right? Okay. We can guess that it's, it's helpful. Um, but that sets the stage. It's like the proof of concept study. And then usually like five years or or a decade later, we do a follow-up and see how even those same patients are doing. Wow. That's amazing. Well, and
0: you know, there's a lot of, um, I love that you guys went in and specific, it was specific to the individual, but it was being guided because right mm-hmm. now there's a lot of ketamine clinics that are popping up that are just giving people ketamine and then just like sending them on their way. And they're just yeah. like, bye, have fun. Like, okay, well you could potentially be really like recreating trauma or maybe that person needs to talk mm-hmm. about it. And like, you know, that set and setting aspect, because the trauma was created in a set and setting. Are we reproducing it? Or are we just like dialing it in even deeper, you know, genetically, mm-hmm. mentally, physically, um, and to be able to, I hope you guys do a follow-up cause that would be, yeah, I would love to like hear, have you back on and like hear about like what you guys are seeing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I'll, I'll have to check like on the dosing to make sure everything consist- mm. was consistent. I mean, everything was definitely controlled for, right. Like gender, race, age, um, ethnicity, all, all sorts of those things. Um, but, but yeah, I'll definitely have to do a follow-up there. Um, I think one of the other really cool uh clinical trials or or objective data pieces that we know about is I'm not sure if you all are familiar with, with like the TPE that therapeutic plasma exchange or like the young plasma exchange as well um again we could probably say that that's pretty beneficial for um aging and you know along with like stem cells and exosomes and those type of things um and we see kind of that they are but uh you know I think we need a little bit of better better clarity there too um the epigenetic clocks are really specific to like immune modulation changes. So one of the really big questions when we do these trials is cool. I got the infusion. When do I test afterwards? Right. When do I start to see changes? When, when, when do I get that peak effect? Um, and then number two, um, how long does that peak effect last? Right. Um, and that can just be very expensive. <laughs> and a lot of these studies are self-funded um, and, and they, you know, they don't have a, a large grant or something to support them. So um the studies can still be limited in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: that's I mean, I. I just think this is all going to blow up in the next. <laughs> I mean, I have my theories. I won't get too far into that kind of stuff, but yes, yeah. the the illnesses and things that are going to start popping up more and more. The, this is going to be the only thing people can turn to to actually reverse it because Western medicine doesn't have the answers.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think we'll see even like more access to the ayahuasca, um, yeah. you know, the therapeutic plasma exchange, the TPE will be as common as like IV clinics on every corner mm-hmm. of every street. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's definitively coming. It's just going to be kind of a moment in time, but we're, we're already seeing those changes happening. It's so exciting.
0: I know it is so <laughs> exciting. Cause I think it's also something that, um, when you're in such a specialized, like you said, it's so individualized. I think that there also really helps remove like the corruption of big pharma and, you know, mm-hmm. them coming in and saying it has to be one way or another because it doesn't fit, the puzzle piece doesn't no longer fits everyone, right? We yeah. have to look at this from an individual's healing and an individual's like own perspective, like the, pers- the perception of which we are in and what we have to be in to heal that person. Um, you know, and like you said earlier, it's not throwing seven pills at it by the time, you know, hopefully right. f- fingers crossed the person's <laughs> still breathing, right? Because, you know, it it's it's really scary to hear a drug commercial and all of the side effects. Why yeah. are we taking the drug? It's no, <laughs> scary, yeah. you know. Um, and then, you know, we can go into Eastern philosophies of, you know they knew something about the energy centers and like, you know, cells are energy. We are molecular. We're based on minerals. We're based on positive and negative. We're based on all these, these things that aren't necessarily being talked about Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, you guys are, you guys are actually getting to see on a science level, which I just, I would love to like, yeah.
1: But epigenetics is also proving um, a lot of theories, just like what I call life force, right? It's, um, Mm -hmm. Your body is number one. If your body's not healthy, forget mental health. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're not moving your body, forget it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not, if you don't have relationships with people and things like that, because we're, we need, um, we need people in our lives. We're social animals. Um, And then you don't, you don't have a relationship with self. So some kind of a practice of like, um, you know,
0: journaling something yeah yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: that helps you with your own knowledge of self and like that's 85 percent of mental health and yet that's not talked about at all in western medicine and then you Mm -hmm. get into like i mean eric burn and stuff like that proved that things like schizophrenia and everything is just trauma and yet nobody ever talks about that they just throw pills at it it's not talked about this is multi-generational trauma epigenetics is you literally just told me that Ten minutes ago that that's proving that so schizophrenia runs in family lines because it's it's literally a trauma that's passed down in the dna if we can pinpoint trauma you, you guys can pinpoint the trauma and then we have things like ayahuasca iboga ketamine whatever right pick your poison um to help reverse that we're we're literally changing mental humans. health and everything in real time and we actually white pharmaceuticals won't even exist in the same capacity. Yeah. But I would even argue that they exist because of money not based on actually but we have a sick care system not a health care yep. system. Yeah. And it, that's why a lot of people are really pushing back on epigenetics and everything because
2: it, it, we it, you're taking you're you you
0: take you're, you're taking their power away.
2: You, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you just brought up uh, schizophrenia because this is a really cool, um, epigenetic DNA methylation Ooh. application and one of like yes. the first diseases. Yeah. Um, but it used to be just clinically diagnosable, right? Someone right. with schizophrenia would go into the clinic, the healthcare provider, like you said, here's some medication you have schizophrenia. Yep by. Um, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. actually now diagnosable by looking at epigenetic DNA methylation. Um, yes. I can send you the paper. Um, if you please, want to link please. it, for listeners I, would like to- I will link that <laughs> just so you can read it. Can read but, it. uh, yeah, that's like one of the disease where they found on a molecular level, it was yes. on a DNA methylation level. It was, mm-hmm. uh, can be identified as a disease. So, um, mm-hmm that's kind of like a, a proof of concept like like I've been talking about in and of itself. Um, and just like a lot of other really cool applications with the kind of epigenetics and and you know what we can look at. Um, but I really do think we're, we're betting on more of epigenetic being a biomarker, epigenetics being a biomarker, which I love because that's kind of what we've been focusing on in this conversation, where a lot of people first hear about it regarding like biological age, which is so great. As long as anyone hears about it, I'm happy. But um, I truly think it will overtake like your conventional blood testing, your hormone panel testing, like probably 60 to 70% of all the testing you're getting done with a, a GP. So, oh my um, God. yeah, it, it's like, just... when are
0: we going to Kentucky to see Hannah, let's go, <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, Come visit
1: the lab. A yeah. A lot of those tests don't even make sense. Like as a holistic nutritionist, yeah. right. It's like when people have high cholesterol, they only look at bad cholesterol. They don't look at good cholesterol. I look at both. And it's like, okay, well, if you have high good, if you have high good cholesterol and high bad cholesterol, you're fine. It's you want yeah. balance, but then they tell you to not eat eggs and do all of these things. But that's actually, if you have high cholesterol, the best thing to eat is eggs. So I don't like that. Yeah. Literally the egg yolk is the most important thing. And they're telling you to not eat it. And it's like, no, 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 this is sugars. There's artificial sugars and stuff that's messing with your bad cholesterol. It's not eggs. So, yeah, I mean, everything is so skewed and it's based off of research that is BS um, when you really look at it. So it's like, I love that all of that's changing because people are like, you need to get blood work done. You need this, you need that. And I'm like, no, I know that I have a hormone imbalance. I know how to fix that. I'm not going to go yeah. get a bunch of tests and get put on birth control and do all these things that just destroy the harmony in my body. Like that's no, I want. I would rather. I would totally get an epigenetics test and say, okay, well, this is what's going on in you know the DNA and everything to be able to play to that because it's a long-term goal versus short-term because mm-hmm. we're so focused on the short-term and that's right. not healthy. Right. That's long-term. well. That's not true health in my. That's not how I go at true health with our clients. It's no, no. You need to look at the long run, not like short-term. You know, just slap a bandaid on the problem. So I love that. That's like that's the vision is I'm just going to replace all that. Cause that's something I'm very, I get very worked up. about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. We, we traditionally uh, compare actually epigenetics to like cholesterol. So again, yeah. way back when we only had cholesterol, now we have HDL, now we've LDL, now we have, LDL, now yes. we have particle yeah. size of HDL, now we have mm-hmm. particle size of LDL. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, right when we had epigenetics, people just thought like biological age, that's all it can do. And now we have like going back to kind of like the sick care healthcare model. Now we have a type two diabetes predictor that's more accurate than HB1C levels and in fasting insulin. It could tell you if you're going to see wow. the onset of symptoms seven years before you get phenotypic outwards expression. Um, which wow. makes sense because like big Pharma doesn't want you to know that you're gonna have type yeah. two diabetes and save thousands of dollars on right. like insulin wow. sensitivity Seems. devices or what have you, whatever you choose GLP ones or treatments for that. Right. Um, yeah. when it can easily be controlled from like diet right. again, from just healthy overall lifestyle, but yeah, I just I just had my bloods taken, um, and my longevity doctor, um, reviewed them yesterday, and my cholesterol was high, and I was like, oh shit, I'm eating too many eggs. I like love eggs. I eat so many in the morning, Ooh. and and I I knew I knew that wasn't the answer, but like that was just how I was like innately like trained. Yeah. Like, is that programs. screwed up. That's messed up. Okay. Um, and I'm like, no, it's okay. Um, and then yeah, my doc who love trust, like leading runner in the longevity space. She was like, um, hey, we didn't grab all of the cholesterol markers. Like I'll make sure to include those next time. But she's like, don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Studies with higher cholesterol, with good cholesterol, um, yep. better cog- cognitive brain function and whatnot. So I was like, cool, thanks. <laughs> right, yeah. I, and I can send you that study
1: on eggs if you want to read about it. it um, the, yeah. It's the Lyosin or ly- uh, Lycian. Yep. Lycian yep. that's in the egg yolk that actually counteracts cholesterol. So yep, the eggs Super are actually the answer or part of the, yeah. I eat like six eggs a day. Cause they're a, such a complete protein, um, yeah. especially for women. Super, super important. I mean,
0: for men too, but
1: you know, um, but I
0: mean, this could go down so many wormholes. I mean, we could talk about, you probably could explain, you know, um, infertility. We could talk mm-hmm. about, you know, like can- cancer prevention, you know, like we heard about Angelina Jolie doing the, you know, Broca gene thing, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so many gateways that this can lead to, but also could prevent in the long run, which is just like, it's mind blowing that it's, um, it's there. And yet, um, so many, you know, want to fight against it. So we're here for you. We're standing, yeah. we're, we're, with you, Hannah. Cause we're, <laughs> we're like, <laughs> this is, um, this is, it's so important for people to look at it on a biological level. Like they need to see what's actually going on and not be yeah. told lies of like not eating eggs and things that are, you know, well, simple. I, I just, I really appreciate your work because you're the science behind what
1: this entire movement is doing like that this will eventually be the answers to like saying like well i know this is happening but you can prove it and i i i i love being backed by science because then people can't really argue with you yeah so i love i love having people like you that are on the same like we're headed towards the same thing just in different modalities but um
0: we're approaching it from different roads but but yeah that's good all roads lead to one one big pond or one big city, yeah. healthier future. Yeah, actually, absolutely. You know, Yeah, you no, can...
2: I'm super appreciative of that. Yeah. And I think the, just bridging the gap between research mm-hmm. clinical world, right. Cause I live in both and then pushing it to application. So, um, yeah. We're in the future. I mean, we have so many collaborations where people are pushing this application who are, you know, researchers then again, getting involved with like VC or funding and have a company in, in mind in particular where we can predict postpartum depression, um, wow. and even like preterm birth and th- things like that. So again, if you know you're at high risk for PPD, then you can take measurements to actually reduce that. And you can see that real time based on your epigenetics. So it's, it's wow. coming, you know, it's there. Wow. Uh, it'll just take That's a little amazing. bit more time.
0: amazing. That's amazing. Cause then you can literally plan for the future. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're seeing it in real time. And then going back to the one-on-one plan of like, this is what needs to be done to prevent this. And then you don't end up with a
2: $50,000 doctor bill. Heck yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're like, oh, I prevented this (laughs) with the, you know, $300 chest.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a lot cheaper than, yeah but it's a lot cheaper than bill and insurance and all the other loopholes and all the things. Wow. That's essentially really cheap. 300 bucks.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you I officially have blown our minds today <laughs> and, um, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I would yeah. love for you to share with our listeners, how to find
2: you, how to get a hold of you. If they have questions, um, how do they, how do they find Hannah? Yeah. Well, no, I'm so appreciative of this conversation and I think you both, but if you all are ever interested in testing, just go to truediagnostic.com. It's T-R-U and then diagnostic is singular. Um, I'm on my website, everything epigenetics. You can reach out to me, um, Hannah, at truediagnostic.com, Hannah, everything epigenetics.com, Instagram, everything epigenetics too. So yes, please reach out. Would love to chat with
0: anyone. And I'll put that all in the show notes. And then we'll also get that article from Hannah that, um, or the, not the article, the um, research on schizophrenia that we will link in the show notes. And, um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your morning. Thank you for what you're doing in this world, because, um, we need more and more people. I can just feel your passion and, um, there's nothing stopping you, which is just extremely Mm -hmm. powerful. And being a woman in this, um, is just, it's just means
2: a lot because, you know, we're all fighting for the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to, to go on this journey with you. I know our our paths are crossing already. So excited to see where it goes too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Hannah has a lot of great things on her Instagram. Um, that's actually how I found Hannah and she's been on a lot of, um, she's been on a lot of podcasts as well. So if you guys just look her up, you can see it. And I also link additional podcasts. She was just on there with Renee and Lauren from the biohacker babes. Um, great humans over there. And, Mm -hmm. um, if you want more, just reach out to her. Thank you guys so much for um, your time. And as always, if you need to find us at Synchronicity underscore podcast or Synchronicity underscore sisters, you can always reach out to us on Instagram. But always, we have our website at Synchronicity222.com. And this is streaming on all major platforms. If you love it, leave a review, like us, share us, and follow us. Thank you.